Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Amy Robeson. Amy is a master Akashic Records teacher and mentor, empowers individuals to unlock their inner potential and experience transformation through spiritual exploration. She's passionate about exploring spiritual concepts and truths and encourages her students to get curious and stay curious. As the founder of Sacred Awakening, she has created a powerful Akashic Records program, allowing her students to receive answers in any area of their life so they can live an empowered, aligned life. Amy breaks down complex spiritual concepts to meet her students where they are and helps them overcome roadblocks, outdated beliefs, and even trauma to achieve their highest good. I am so excited to have you here today, Amy. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you. Well, I think what I want to do is I want to start, Amy, by asking you if you came on planet as a child and were already dialed in, or did you yourself have a sacred awakening somewhere along the way? I think we all come in dialed in as children and then through conditioning and through trauma, we forget and our light gets dim. And so we go through this awakening. And so as an adult, I can see how I was dialed in. And then as an adult, I can see where I started shutting down and shutting off my gifts as a child. And so I did go through a sacred awakening. I did go through the dark night of the soul, which is not one night. And it was an interesting experience. But I think to answer your question, yes, I did. And I think we all come in with gifts that we forget sometimes. Mm, Beautiful. So are you willing to go a little bit deeper in and share with our listeners how you got shut down? Because I think that might be helpful for them. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in a household where we walked on eggshells. My stepdad was a severe alcoholic and had his own trauma and demons that he was dealing with. And I can thank him for allowing me to become an empath. But because of his behavior, I am an empath. And being an empath means that you fine tune yourself to the energy so you can predict what is about to happen so that you can protect yourself. So being an empath is a protection mechanism. And it's a it's a blessing and a curse all at the same time. 
And I use that, I use curse lightly because it's not, it's something that you can overcome, but it can be something that can really paralyze people when they're feeling the energy all around them and they're not sure what to do with it. And so for me, it was more through childhood trauma when, when I shut down and it was a slow, gradual process of shutting down. My parents didn't understand how to process a highly sensitive child's emotions I was a crier. I cried all the time because I could feel things and I would experience things. And I didn't understand or had a platform to have a voice where I can express my feelings in a safe way. And my parents knew how to handle it because our parents, most parents just do the best they, that they can do based on the gifts or ways of parenting that their parents parent in are their guardians parent them. And so my particular way of being and parenting is to do better than my mom did. And my mom did better than my grandma. And I'm sure my grandma did better than her mom. And it's not about them doing something bad. It's about learning from their mistakes and seeing where their traumas lie so we can have forgiveness in moving forward. Mm. Well, there's so much here to unpack, Amy. So just to help our listeners as well, I too grew up with a raging alcoholic and I can completely relate to the empath coming on and more I can relate to like always having your feelers out. Like you just always have your feelers out because you never know when the next bomb is going to drop kind of thing and how ugly it's going to be and how dangerous it's going to be. And even, you know, in some homes there is physical abuse in mine. There definitely was in some homes there's emotional abuse in mind, there definitely was, you know, like we now identify all of that as abusive. So I am curious about when you said becoming an empath is a protection mechanism. Can you just share with our listeners, what is the difference between becoming an empath and having empathy or being empathic? So becoming an empath, and this is a great question, because becoming an empath means, you you know, you're putting those feelers out. It's almost like your spidey senses are feeling into all these possible outcomes and these possible outcomes that could hurt you, that could set you back, that could be catastrophic or amazing, because we can also fill into amazing possibilities Mm -hmm. too, where having empathy You can see and be sincere that you feel sorry for that situation or that person or that experience, but you're not taking it on. You're not carrying it around and processing other people's emotions because becoming an empath as a child in a household similar to mine and yours or other other versions of that household, what you end up doing is you end up processing the guardian, the the parent figures, Mm -hmm. emotions, Mm -hmm. and you process them because they're not in a place to process them. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost as if you become their savior, even if you're not willing to become their savior, you just do it automatically because you got to figure out a way to survive in that particular way of being until you're able to leave that situation. Mm, yeah. Curious, were you an only or were there other brothers and sisters? No, I'm a middle child. Yeah. Okay. So I was not an only either. And not only did I have the dad thing, but I also had the mom who could not cope and who I 
I was from birth, like she would cry on my crib, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that kind of a situation where so, you know, one of the things that you did say earlier is that, you know, we try to parent better than our parent and they tried to parent better than their parents. Would it be fair to say that we collectively are now exponentially better equipped because of the shifts of energy and the increase in consciousness all over the planet that's been happening in the last 30 years? I do think that, but I do think that people live under a rock and are willing to see what research and what data is out there on what is deemed, and I'm going to put this in quotations because there is not an exact appropriate way to parent, but what is an appropriate, safe way to parent? Mm. So, you know, if you, I just watched this reel on Facebook the other day and this dad was like, I chose to take a gentling parent route because the first year, three years of my daughter's life, I decided to hit her. Like my parents hit me. And Mm. one day my daughter, like, raised herself as I, as she did something wrong. And I realized that she was scared of me Mm. and it made me realize that that wasn't the correct way to do it for him. Mm. You know, we all have different ways that our parenting figures show up in our adult life, in the way we speak and the way we interact with people, some of our shortcomings and some of our blessings as well. Mm. Yeah, And so it's, all truly depends on how aware you are of where your frequency is at, where your consciousness is at, so that you can better yourself, you can better your lineage, you can better your household. And, and it's, it's a fascinating process of getting really curious about why you behave or why you interact or why you react in a certain way so that you can shift and change some of those behaviors that aren't serving you. Mm, Yeah, beautiful. Well, you know, one of the things you also said about being an empath is that we get to feel into amazing possibilities. And I Mm -hmm. want to talk a little bit more about that. But before I get to that, I'd love to ask you to fast forward us to like, what was the experience of your waking up after being suppressed, you know, this, this sacred awakening. Yeah. When did that happen? And what was that experience like for you? So as a teenager, well, as a kid too, my parents weren't religious, but I always prayed and I always was really super connected with God. My, my mom would say, you don't need to go to church in order to believe in God. And I, I am a true believer in that. And it wasn't until my early 20s, where I had this epiphany, where I realized that if I didn't change something, that I was literally going to choose to to end my life. Mm. And I was severely depressed. And what I'm really good at is following the energy that presents itself to me, even if I don't understand. And at this time, I didn't have the words my intuition told me. I didn't feel like God came down and and said, you got to do this. I just had this knowing that I had to make some changes. And one of the knowings that I got was that it was time to go to hot yoga. I've never done it before. But I had this deep, deep, deep yearning to do it. And when I finally researched it, I was like, 
oh, there's a brand new studio right down the road from my house that just opened. And I went there and it was fantastic. Mm. It completely, one, saved my life, but it allowed me to start going down this path of following the energy that presented itself to me that I was guided to do. And from that particular moment, I started wanting to learn how to meditate, wanting to learn how to interpret my dreams and finding that first teacher. Then I did this like meditation teacher course where I learned how to teach med and I'm putting meditation because it was like anywhere from hands-on healings to exorcisms to very shamanistic practices. And it was such a beautiful experience. And I just kept following the energy. And I never thought once I would have a business where I would be teaching people how to connect with their records or how to empower them or anything like that. I just followed the energy. And the more that I followed it, the clearer my path got and where I was supposed to go and where I was supposed, what I was supposed to be doing at that particular moment in time. Mm. Beautiful. Well, it's interesting because yoga was essential to my own spiritual awakening as well. So we share that. We're twinning. <laughs> yeah, we're twinning. We share the shamanic stuff. So all the things. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this idea of feeling into amazing possibilities and more about the Akashic Records. But right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we could use your help. If you're enjoying this show, please consider joining our community, making a donation at wickedlysmartwomen.com and sharing with your lovely lady friends that might benefit from our content. Help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so that we can serve them too. I want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are uh, now a nine-time award-winning show. We've got, I finally unboxed the ninth statue. So we're really excited about that and grateful for everyone around the world who's downloading and listening. We're going to say a shout out today to our listeners in Bermuda, Mongolia, and Togo. And we will be right back with Amy Robeson. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design? A life that is an extraordinary work of art. Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition. Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your Wealthy Life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Amy Robeson. You can find out more about Amy and all of the wonderful things that she teaches and ways that she serves at theamyrobeson.com. We will have that link for you in the show notes. So Amy, before we went to the break, we were talking a little bit about your spiritual awakening and how you know your childhood actually programmed you in certain ways to be an empath, right? And to be able to feel the energy, to literally feel 
where is the flow going and to follow that flow. And one of the things you mentioned is that it not only allows you to be on alert for where things can go sideways, it also allows you to feel into amazing possibilities. So I'd love to have you share a little bit about how you feel into amazing possibilities yourself and how you help your clients to do the same. Yeah, what a great question. So for me, one of my favorite, favorite spiritual tools to feel into the energy is meditation. It's free. Anybody can do it. Another one of my other favorite tools to fill into future possibilities and the infinite possibilities that we have access to is the Akashic Records. And for anybody that's listening that doesn't know what the Akashic Records are, they're a field of infinite possibilities. Every word, deed, thought from the moment your soul is incepted is recorded inside of the Akashic field. You can tap into the Akashic field, open up your Akashic records and speak to the guardians, the masters, the teachers, the loved ones of your records and receive love and guidance and support in any and all of areas of your life. And that includes the past, the present and the future. And I love the Akashic records because it allows me to get curious about possibilities of what I'm wanting to manifest, the stepping stones to take to allow that to manifest into my reality, and also get curious about why I might not be taking action on those things because there might be fears or behaviors or conditionings or mistruths or protection mechanisms that are put in place from previous experiences that are preventing me from taking action. And so I can tap into that and explore what that looks like. The guardians are really helpful because they're always approaching everything from a place of love. They do not care if you are showered, if you are dressed, if you look beautiful, if you're prim and proper when you show up in the records, they just want you to show up and they wanna love on you and they wanna give you guidance and they wanna support you and creating heaven on earth in this experience that we call life, human life right right now. And they, they're evolving just as much as we're evolving and they love to support us in creating what it is that we're wanting to create in this lifetime. Beautiful. So let's talk a little bit more about your courses. You have some courses yeah. and like who would be a great fit person to come into your world, Amy, you know, where are they at? Let's just say, where are they at on their journey? Are they just, have they just had an awakening? Are they already fairly conscious and they are looking to extend themselves and learn a new thing and be able to serve that? Like, help me understand who are the people that you best serve? I love this because one of the things that I love about the Akashic Records is they meet you where you're at. I have people that are just in the very start of their awakening process. And then I have people that have been doing it for decades. <laughs> and so it just depends on where you're at in your process. And the master's teachers and loved ones are always going to speak to you in a language that you understand. And they're going to meet you where you're at. And they take into to consider all of your life experiences. And so it doesn't matter if you just started on a spiritual path or you've been on a spiritual path for a really long 
time because they're going to share with you. And I'm also going to teach it in a way that allows you to get answers no matter where you're at on your journey and how to go deeper if you've been on the path for a long time as well. So do you do readings or do you teach people to self-connect? In Sacred Awakening, I don't separate the two because I think it's really important. So what I teach in our level one Akashic Record program is how to open your records for yourself because that's foundational. And then I teach in the second part of level one, how to open the records for other people. I have found that it's easier for us to give information to other people than it does for ourselves. And so while some people want to become practitioners, then they can become a practitioner if they want to get certified, but some people don't. So having that opportunity to just play with people in the classroom and have a conversation, play in the records can deepen your own connection inside of your Akashic records. Because most people that are sensitive, intuitives, empaths, they have this blinking sign over their head that says, please tell me all your problems. I will have all the answers for you that I don't have for myself. And I don't know where it's coming from, but it's going to be awesome. And these strangers or these people that they know or coworkers, they constantly will come to them and they'll start telling them stuff. And they usually go, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. Mm-hmm. And it's because you have that sign that says, I got you. I understand you. But you also need to understand yourself, too. And so that's where the records can come in, where it it takes those gifts that you have that you're helping other people very unconsciously or consciously. But it also now you get to tap into that wisdom and consciously start helping yourself and getting curious about yourself so that you can live your best life. Because I'm a big believer in we are meant to live heaven on earth in this lifetime. We don't have to suffer. Do we have bad experiences or challenging experiences, character building experiences? Yes, that's part of the human process. That's a part of the human experience. And we get the opportunity to feel those feelings. And if we feel those feelings, we get to learn something about ourselves as well. And the records help with all of that. Mm, Yeah, well, I'm going to ring my bell on we don't have to suffer. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, for our listeners, There are many, 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 many tools out there. The records being one of them. Some people I know, many people I know have multiple tools in their toolbox, you know, shamanic tools, the records, working with the angelic field, you know, emotional freedom tech. There's many, many, many tools to support you to transform suffering into, you know, a successful life. So, So, Amy, I want to ask you now about how you have gone from, I don't know what it was you did before, but you said earlier before the break, I never would have imagined myself doing what I'm doing now. So if you could give us a little bit of that arc of transformation, like what did you used to do? What got you started in your own business? And maybe what has been the biggest challenge you've had in stepping into either the role of being a master teacher or the role of being a businesswoman or both? Yeah, absolutely. So my previous career, I was a finance manager. So that's completely polar opposite. I was really good at it too. And a lot of people thought I was crazy when I chose to retire And I was setting my business up for quite some time before I retired because I was prepping myself 
And a lot of people were just like, why are you doing that? I couldn't tell them why I was doing certain things because one, I didn't want to get fired. And two, it's just, it was nobody's business. Like I was doing my own thing and preparing myself. And so when I transitioned out, my biggest fear at first was replacing income. Mm -hmm. I was able to replace my income within 13 months. Right. And I had a saving set up for that. I also had other ways of working in my business that allowed other income to come through until I could do that. And then transitioning from like a corporate career to I am my own boss, I get to do what I want was fantastic, but also nerve wracking at the same time, because I'm a perfectionist. (laughs) And I want things done a certain way. And so my biggest challenge is time. And I have a million creative ideas, they're not all meant to be implemented. And so it's giving uh, myself permission to let stuff sit on the back burner. It's also giving myself permission to saying no to things just because I can do it doesn't mean I'm in alignment with doing it. And it's also like my biggest way of being is trust and trust what I'm being guided to do. And so if I'm being guided to do something, even if I don't fully understand, I trust and I just take the leap of faith and do it and all the details will work out on its own. Mm. And when I don't trust and I overthink about it, I end up getting myself into trouble of over obligating myself to projects that I don't need to be doing. And then once that project's done, like not doing that again, I've mm-hmm. learned my lesson. But being an entrepreneur, you wear many, 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 many hats. Mm-hmm. And if you're building your business, Team is so important because team allows you to work only in your genius zone and allows you to focus on the areas that you want to focus. But that's not ideal sometimes in the beginning for some people. So for me, like having a team now has been like one of the best things that's been amazing, but it it comes with its own challenges as well. So there's always a flip side to the coin. Sure. (laughs) Sure. But I could not imagine my life any differently. My previous career I was in for a decade, I told myself that I was not going to go past that. And I didn't. And then I've actually had my business for 10 years now, but I've been full time in it for eight. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really like, I was talking with my brother-in-law the other day. I'm like, I'm closer to the amount of time that I was in my previous career. And I feel like a baby still. I feel like I'm just getting started which tells me that I'm just scratching the surface on what's to come and what's wanting to be birthed. And the beautiful thing about having this type of business is I get to create what I want to create. Mm-hmm. And if I'm bored with something, I can ask myself, what, why am I bored with it? And what does my soul really want to create? And that's a good thing within anything. Like, what does your soul want to create? Because you can go out and create it. We live in a great time where we have so many resources at our fingertips and it's so cool. It is so cool. Well, we are at the end, Amy, and it's been a pleasure talking to you. We do have many, many resources. So ladies, if you have been inspired either 
to get guidance through getting connected to the Akashic Records and and learning from Amy, or if you've been inspired by some of the things that she's done in her own life and business to really take the gifts that are inherent in you and convert them, you know, I call it convert your wisdom into wealth, then I highly recommend that you get in touch with Amy so that she can share with you the ways that you can get even more support, because I think more support is better, whether it's, I call it the upstairs team or the on the ground team, the more support we can get, the better. So thanks so much for being with me, Amy. Listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you think of today's episode. Go right now to wickedlysmartwomen.com to join our community, share your takeaways, ask questions, or submit guest suggestions. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.